Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, The Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 15, which starts with Gollum saying, Gollum, Gollum. <laughs> like the worst kind of Pokemon. <laughs> and ends with some Urukai running. Yeah. Carrying Merry and Pippin. Yes. Merry and Pippin! Yay, they're back in the movie. They're alive. Fifteen minutes we've spent with Sam and Frodo. Yes. Almost. Nearly. Very nearly. Like, like shy, like 12, 15, 20 seconds. Twelve seconds off or something yeah. like that. So this is, we get Gollum describing Mordor in this minute. Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning. Not quite, quite right at the beginning of it. Because it starts with Smeagol and Gollum having some disagreement about swearing to the Master of the Precious... And then Gollum says he's not going back to Mordor. That it's there's nothing but ashes and dust and pits, pits, pits. Yeah. That line is actually right from the book. And he says, ashes, ashes, and dust and thirst there is, and pits, 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 and orcs, thousands of orcses. Though I like the way that he says it in the movie a little better, because the putting orcs literally two words away from orcses makes one of those two words sound out of place yes yes i I, i'm not a i'm not into the inconsistency of of that i like how they had him say it in this one and they added and always the great eye watching 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 (gasps) i love that scream it makes me laugh every single time it's so weird i i don't know why he screams it's just this weird it's just this little paranoid fit that he's having and then like he turns around and sees them watching him and just like freaks i don't think that it's i i've never read that scream as a fearful scream i've read that scream as like an intimidation scream i don't like stop following me i'm not gonna help you right because that's Gollum that screams at them yeah but i don't know i think you can kind of take it either way like, I've always been unsure whether it's Gollum trying to scare them or just Gollum just being like, why are you looking at me? I think it's Gollum trying to scare them off. Mm. You know, one of the things that I feel like this movie doesn't uh, cement super well is, and it plays with it, but then it doesn't seem to go very far, is this idea that Gollum is actually the dominant personality and it plays with it a little bit, but... In moments like this, where he goes from Gollum saying, I'm not going to help them, to Smeagol helping them, it feels like it doesn't always ring true. 
Do you know what I mean? Is Gollum the dominant personality? That's always the impression I get from the way the movie is put together. From the way this is, like the way it's presented here, is that Gollum is the dominant personality. Because that's the personality he was in for like the last 500 years. Yeah. I think and it, it's and it's only when Frodo like names him Smeagol that the walls start to break. Right. I think it I think it makes it pretty it's it never explicitly says, but I think the conversation that he has with himself uh be the extended one. Yeah. Um like an hour from now kind of makes that clear like this like Smeagol is like you're not in charge of me anymore. Yeah. But I, what I mean, though, is I feel like the movie tells you the Gollum is the dominant personality, but it doesn't really show you that enough, especially with like right here. He's just like Gollum's just like, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going back to more. I'm not going to help them. I'm not going back to Mordor. And then he screams at them and runs away. Yeah. And then Smeagol immediately pops back up over the other hill and is just like, nice hobbits. Follow me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that sort of shift so suddenly without us seeing like any more of a back and forth doesn't make it feel like Gollum is actually the dominant personality. It makes it feel like an even split, but that's not really what the movie's trying to say. The movie's trying to say Gollum is in charge until Smeagol tells him to go away. Well, I don't, well, cause he's been, I would argue that because he has not had the ring in his charge for a while now mm. that he's gotten to the point where, Smeagol is a little more confident. Hmm. He's free. Yeah. He's a little more free. Yeah. Because the ring has been gone from him for like, what, 50 years? 60, 60 years. years. It's like 60 years. Almost 70 by this, by this point in the book. I think it's, yeah, it's like something. It's because, like 60 something. Because Bilbo gets the ring and he's, I think he's 54. Because he turns 55 on the river. And he gets the ring before Mirkwood. Yeah. So he's 54 when he gets the ring. And at the beginning of Lord of the Rings, he's 111. Right. So that is uh, 56 years. Yeah. That he's had the ring. And then another 17. It's been almost 70 years that Gollum hasn't had the ring. Yeah. Bookwise. So I think that it makes sense to have him. Because it doesn't feel... I don't think that the Gollum personality would be willing to cede so easily to the Smeagol personality if it was still in charge. Mm. I feel like they're kind of on this precarious balance of, like, will they... like Will they, won't who, they? Not will they, won't they, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's this kind of shaky truce, mm. and Smeagol's made a promise that Gollum doesn't agree with, and the Gollum, Gollum is like, well, let's run away, and Smeagol... Smeagol holds the ring in a high regard, so he has bound himself to the ring. Mm. He's gonna he's gonna keep to his promise about the ring because it's the most important thing in his right. world. Yeah. And even if Gollum was in charge, what would Gollum gain by running away? Because he would just come back because he wants the ring. Mm. That's true too. I uh, we didn't talk about this, but one of the things that I have always really liked is how characters in the story ascribe human personality traits to the ring. Frodo says the ring is treacherous. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit in Fellowship. Yeah. Because the ring has... The ring is threatening and he... Or it. The ring's like a threat and the ring is 
like seen to be an entity all its own outside of Sauron's influence. Yeah. But I, I like the way that Frodo in that moment describes it with a very like human characteristic. Yeah. Like directly. He calls it he calls the ring treacherous, which I think is really cool. It's a nice it's a nice narrative touch. It keeps I think that's a really good line also to like refocus the ring back mm-hmm. to like what we were feeling about it in fellowship. Yeah. It's just it's a good line. Cause we, good it, move. Because I mean, like, it betrays Isildur. It betrays Gollum. It tries to betray Frodo. Many times. So, that makes sense. I don't know, man. That scream just makes me laugh, though. <laughs> Every single time. It it makes me smile in a way that just... It's just so funny. Is it supposed to be, like, a poor attempt at a jump scare? I don't... Maybe. I mean, Peter Jackson made horror movies. Yeah, that's true. Quote-unquote horror movies. Gross-out movies. Yeah. Splatter films, I believe, is the technical yeah. term. Splatter comedies. <laughs> uh, so maybe, but I don't know. It. I've always read it as like, he's just like, what, why are you watching me? The same way that like someone freaks out when they realize they're being observed, but it was a private moment. But Gollum has no idea. Gollum, the, the only way for Gollum to react to something like that is in like a, a very... Outlandish and aggressive way, so he screams at them. Yeah, like a very visceral, yeah, like primal instinct, like va, holler, like a like a cat that you surprise might hiss at you and run away. <laughs> I'm just imagining Gollum um, doing that thing, like the Franken cat thing, just popping up and walking away. Yeah, or the or the like. Two foot standing leap into the air. <laughs> yeah. Turn around like, I didn't see you there. And then acting like nothing happened. <laughs> We're good. We're good. See? Yeah. And then he runs away and then he's fine. We're cool. It's, just, it's good. Gollum, Smeagol, it's just a cat. These are just the two sides of a cat. <laughs> this is your brain on catnip. It's uh. a very feral cat. <laughs> Aww. Sam's not doing anyone any favors then by ringing it around the neck. Mm. I'm still salty about that. And Smeagol popping back up over the little rock and going, nice hobbits, follow me, mm-hmm. makes me laugh in the same way as the scream does always. It's, it's so cute. It's just like, it's like Gollum's like, I'm going to lose him. And Smeagol's like, no, why? <laughs> he just looks, he looks so happy when he says that. Hobbits are friends, not food. I know. He wants to eat them. Like... <laughs> Gollum wants to eat them after he kills them. He's eaten goblins. Yep. Gross. He's probably eaten dwarves. Ew. I'm sure a dwarf lost in the Misty Mountains before has become his food. <laughs> gross. If he doesn't like elvish rope, he's probably never eaten elf. Probably tried once and was just like, nope, that's gross. Oh, it gave him really bad indigestion. Mm. <laughs> some some drunken elf from Mirkwood wandered into the Misty Mountains one time. It's like, oh, what's this? Oh, nope, not food. Not food. <laughs> and then we uh, then we get to see the Urukai, carrying Mary and Pippin. And really all we see is just Pippin being concerned for Mary. Mary's got a gash on his head. Yeah, head wounds. That's nothing to laugh about. Mm-mm. Pippin is just so concerned for his friendo. Though, like, when would Mary have gotten that? Right, when did he get that head wound? Because... When they just got taken, scooped up. Yeah, when they're taken, they're both like writhing their arms, like flailing their arms and calling out to Boromir. I uh, I don't know. 
I, th- I think I've always written it off as like Mar- maybe Mary was a lot more active and insistent and got a gauntlet upside the head from the Urukai that was carrying him. Hmm. But then wouldn't he have like a, a more sizable bruise if he got punched in the face? I mean... Because it looks like he fell on a rock. <laughs> it does. But when? When would he have fallen on a rock? He was throwing rocks. Like... Maybe an Urukai is like, you want some of that back? Oh no, that's horrible. I mean, I'm glad we don't see them roughing them up, but... But I'm, I assume they I, probably did. Like, but why is Pippin awake? Pippin's got sass. Yeah, maybe Pippin's just been quiet. Maybe he saw them punch Mary and he's just like, I'm gonna shut up now. And then that's they're so being carried sad. and he's just like, are, are you okay, Mary? Mary. 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 But yeah, I, I've, I've questioned that before too. I'm like, where did Mary get that head wound? <laughs> we didn't see him get it. I would remember seeing an Urukai hit him. It's just an excuse for the orc to know what medicine is. Yeah. But that's next week. That's that's next week. <laughs> We're going to see... Next week we'll find out if Mary can handle his medicine. I have medicine. so many questions about these orcs and what what uh, amenities they have in <laughs> Isengard. <laughs> right? Like, what else has Saruman taught them randomly in the last two months? <laughs> what have they learned? They've been on the road. Like, I don't know. They know about menus... Medicine. Okay, but like Mary had to have gotten that head wound in the past three days. But if the orcs have been running for three days and they've been like strapped, I maybe don't, they dropped him. I don't know. That's sad. <laughs> maybe that's why they're tied. The orc just like fell backwards and just died of oh, exhaustion. Maybe they were like carrying them over their shoulder and he dropped them, which is why now they're tied. So they just hang around their necks like a oh, cape. That seems like the first thing you should have done. Well. Uh. They're not that smart, remember. They're they're little magical murder toddlers. No, but they are efficient. It's true. And they should be efficient at their job. Right, because this is going to be the age of the orc. Yes. Oh. But we'll get there, too. <laughs> Saruman's got to prove that his people are superior. You got a lot to do, Saruman. <laughs> you got a long way to go, my dude. You don't just you don't just make a superior being overnight. I guess. It takes, you know, thousands of years. Test tube orcs. Well, hasn't he been doing this for many years? Yeah, but we're not sure how long. Okay, legit. Especially in the context of the movie. We have no clue. In the movie, it looks like he just woke up on a Tuesday and was just like, I'm going to make some orcs. Right? Hmm. Orcs. Yes. That's what we're... Clear my schedule. We're making orcs today. <laughs> right? He's just like, he's got these orcs from Mordor hanging around. He's just like, I'm going to make more of you. And they're like, excuse me? It's like, I'm sorry, what? He's <laughs> just like, I'm going to make more of you but better but better bigger and buffer and they're like okay bigger and ripped with <laughs> long flowing hair they'll be beautiful they just like back away slowly <laughs> the orcs are just like all right man they like back out of his receiving room or his throne room or whatever they just they go back to the foyer yeah <laughs> they're just like jeez that was a surprise it's like oh Okay. But yeah, that's that I think I think that does us for today and for the week. So if you're interested in some other dueling genre podcasts, you can go to duelinggenre.com. There's movies by minute podcasts, a Doctor Who podcast, some audio dramas. And if you're interested in more movies by minutes, you can go to moviesbyminutes.com. It's a very convenient title. Hashtag movies by minutes. Yep. And you can find all of them. There's Several dozen of them. And still growing. There's still more all the time. Mm-hmm. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. 
Hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll see you all again on Monday for Minute 16. First guest! First guest! Yay! Yay! There was much rejoicing.